so we're recording and just as we're recording we have the entrance of cacao. megan and cacao which is, the, which is the perfect beginning thank to you megan beautiful Amazing. cacao beautiful megan what a blessing megan would you please close the door on the way out yeah. thank you and put a magic spell on it that no one will need the place until we're finished okay. <laughs> thank you <laughs> To open hearts. Salute to open hearts. So we're finally we're finally recording after a couple of weeks of connecting on Yeah, disconnecting. Con- on disconnecting. <laughs> yeah. And it just didn't happen. Yeah. And straight away when I knew when the second time we tried to record, I was like, I messaged you, I don't know if you've seen it, I was like, maybe it's going to be face-to-face. Yeah. And I had no idea this I was I didn't know that you was coming at that point. I was like, okay. <laughs> and then you're here. So that's really, it's beautiful. And we've somehow ended up in this. I think, I think it was actually a synchronicity that it didn't work out the first time because this is way better. I was in my van in Ireland while raining outside. And it, I love Ireland. And it was just, it wasn't, just, just wasn't on the same sphere of magicalness of where we are now. Right. I'm trying to draw it. Um, we're... We have a Lake Aptalan in San Marcos in Guatemala to my left and Virginia's right. And we're in a tall treehouse meditation area. Um, I don't exactly know what shape it is, but it's pretty geometric. We've got a tree dangling at its peak into the window that we have opened up into the middle of the day. It's got a cool breeze. We've got mountains to our right and our left. We've got jungle, subtropic, maybe tropics everywhere and <laughs> everything just seems in balance yeah that was a great description <laughs> it's <was> exactly it <laughs> now after me describing myself will you describe yourself uh so i'm virginia i would say to describe myself i'm an explorer a curious being questioner of life um and then if I want to label myself a little bit more, I teach yoga, but I wouldn't say I'm just a yoga teacher. I have recently studied in energy healing. I'm studying hypnotherapy and breath work. Uh, and my quest here, I'd say, is to know myself more deeply, to recognize more deeply who I truly am. And then through that quest, through that journey, I hope to be able to help guide other people to knowing themselves more deeply. And through those modalities such as yoga, breath work, energy healing, coaching, um, they're just the route to a deeper journey within for myself and for people that I work with. I'm also a traveler. I love adventure. And that's why we're here. <laughs> Which I think you two do too as well, Michael. Maybe you go in like, ebbs and flow. Yeah, I'm right. definitely traveling right now. Yeah. I'm back in my free space again. Awesome. I'm just so easy to cut my trouser legs off today. Um, <laughs> yeah, so you've literally got to breathe. This, 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 <laughs> literally. Like, the synchronicities that I'm in at the moment are like, like they're the, the most faintest. And maybe they'll get louder. But yeah. right now they're just because I haven't been in that for a while. So maybe they've been knocking at the door. The knock is getting a little bit louder, a little bit louder. And I've had major supports right. in the last two days. It's been 
two incredible meditation and yoga classes from yeah. two completely different beings right. offering complete different experiences of clearing my fields mm-hmm. of energy so I can access myself tr- past all of the noise to get in and mm. I feel like I'm in mm. and spin frequency this podcast is I feel maybe this is the 14th or 15th episode awesome. and and it's organically grown so beautifully and it's it's grown even a different type of organic to how Eden Heartspace grew because of Eden Heartspace wow. this this allows this to grow due to the growth of Eden Heartspace mm-hmm. due to what we've seen and experienced and what we've seen really worked and what really didn't work mm. and bringing that in yet allowing it just to be whatever is absolutely incredible and it's a great feeling at the moment especially around you as well because you're very powerful with what you say and when you say it it really happens and it happens for other people around you so they automatically get to access that version of you that you're so generously sharing they literally if they're willing to breathe out into it mm-hmm. i had my first headstand with you and pie yeah two years ago i remember and you were like it's really quick and powerful and fiery you didn't give me a chance to think you were like so we're all going to do a headstand now so you're going to put your hand there and my monkey brain was like at the hand down was like you ca- okay left hand <laughs> and you're in and i was in and i remember screaming and dancing and i was like i think i probably interrupted everybody but i was like because i never thought that i would be able to do a headstand ever wow. So now coming that. two years later and being in this class here, which feels like an expansion of the pie experience. Yeah, so many similarities. So many similarities. Yet we have just an abundance of cleansing water. Yeah, the water which, energy. Which wasn't as obvious mm-hmm. in pie. It was mm-hmm. there, but not as obvious. Mm-hmm. And now moving into the, the triangle um, headstand for me is mm-hmm. a whole different spectrum. Mm-hmm. Because I feel I rely a lot, a little bit on my neck in the tripod mm-hmm. and headstand because I'm not fully embodying it. I'm better at different times. Where the one you showed us today with, I don't know, what's the name of it? Where is the... I just say a traditional headstand where your forearms are down and you're interlacing your fingers and then your head comes down. Again, for me, that's a whole different balancing of the forearms. I feel like there's yeah, something... Yeah, you have that, that extra support. And such a balance bringing in of your arms. And I feel like my hands have been teaching me a lot about... I've been told it's like the 10 fingers of the soul. So it's like, I've been beating up my hands a lot with probably working too hard Mm -hmm. and not being fully aware of what I'm touching and being and revering them as being really special, incredible beings that have power oozing out of them. Oh, for sure. And when you forget that, you can start whacking them off things and you start banging them and everything. And of course, that comes from often a disconnection through the arms, like following and that can be fast or slow, mm-hmm. which I feel being in your yoga classes, you embody that fast. Mm-hmm. Some people think you need to go really slow to be embodied, yet you bring in the fast embodied, which, yeah, is, which can be daunting. Yeah, both ways, Oh, right? it does. But for me, that can be daunting coming mm. from the slow movement into yoga to your classes, like, expand <laughs> now. <laughs> yeah, but that's what got you into the headstand, right? <laughs> oh, no, I'm complimenting you. I'm like, yes, I'm ready. <laughs> I'm right. ready. Um, it's interesting as you're speaking about the hands because I've been um, learning a little bit more about new breathwork techniques and actually there's a breathwork retreat starting here at the yoga forest this week so I'm going to learn even more Um, but because there's many chakras in the hands often what happens in the breathwork is the hands tense up and they get really really full of energy 
and um, it's actually an indicator of where you need to use your hands more. I think what you were saying is being more mindful of how powerful our hands are. You know, not only in the earth, but in our yoga practice, when we, we touch another being in this planet. And um, I read just recently that something that humanity has to remember, one of the things, it's really subtle, but to be gentle, right? It's like, it's so simple, but gentleness is something that's really fallen out of our society. And as rainy season has come in here and there's lots more bugs getting trapped in the yoga studio, a hummingbird came in here the other day. There was a spider this morning, I rescued two spiders. But I'm really coming back to being gentle with these beings. They might look a little scary or maybe they might even bite. But if you come from that energy of this is another being that just deserves my gentle loving kindness. Actually, there's such a like symbiotic relationship when you when you free them, you can feel that energy. Right. And just being gentle. It's a huge learning that I'm coming to or, or a deeper realization of the power of being gentle. So even though I have like a powerful, fast yoga practice, I think within that, it's the, the element of trust, which is always gonna be a gentle element. And to move fast through your yoga practice with trust is still gentle. And that's why I didn't feel safe being in power vinyasa classes in the past in right. my early stages because my right. body was so disconnected right. and I really needed to delve into the resistance in a gentle way mm. and I, I lie down in a lot of yoga classes <laughs> when I heard that like you can lie down in child's pose for right. as much as you want I was in that so I honoured my body and was like okay I'll give you the child pose for a couple of months I, yeah. I, I did that but then it got to a point where it's like mm, now I'm ready to go further now we yeah. can move into that yeah. um, so I do feel as you say, it is a root of gentleness that is in that and it's in you when you're offering that space. Um, when you spoke about energy healing, um, I feel that maybe something new for you a little bit. Yeah, um, so I've just recently done Reiki training, but also with my one-to-one -one coaching, um, I'm doing like energy clearing. So it's more about guiding um, the other person on an internal journey to perhaps memories or limiting beliefs and memories connected to your limiting beliefs and revisiting them um, with a new perspective, with a new eye. And the subconscious mind, it can't tell the difference between your imagination and real life. And the more that we delve into that area and that rec rec recognizing that, the more we're able to be the captain of our ship. Our, we can affect our past right now in this moment. We can change the past with our attention to it by allowing our subconscious mind to imagine the past in a different frame, to revisit the past and interject into an experience that you had and tell the child version of you, actually you're loved in this moment actually this experience does not define you. And then through allowing source energy, allowing yourself to connect to higher consciousness and setting your intention whilst you're in that, that visualization, that imagination, um, I'm doing those little fingers. What is this quote unquote <laughs> for, the, for the podcast, just to let you know, like imagination is not imagination. It's just another reality. Um, 
who's to say that what we're in right now is not the dream, right? But through connecting through higher consciousness whilst we're visualizing, we can set the intention to clear these limiting beliefs, clear these experiences that we've had in childhood. And once we've cleared that frequency, we're so free to, to write a new story, to literally change the past in the moment that we're in right now, because all we have is in our moment. And the more that I delve into this work, the more clients that I work with and the more I get feedback, the more I recognize how powerful we are. Um, but we've forgotten, and it's just about remembering. Um, and dedicating our ourselves and recognizing the little games as well and that's why with coaching I've learned more about myself um, because I see myself in the clients oh but I'll do I'll do the energy clearing tomorrow or I just want to hold on to this limiting belief just for a little while longer longer because we feel that it's our identity and uh as I've recognized that in my clients and coerced them a little bit, no, I think you're ready to do the work and then they see the benefits. I recognize where I do this to myself. Oh, I'll, I'll do the visualization tomorrow. I'll, I'll heal tomorrow. <laughs> but the time to heal is now because then it's gonna open up so much more um, for, for your power, your expansion. I love the journey this morning when I, when I woke up and I was feeling like a, a field of like anxiety about sit, sitting in the space with, with you. Mm. And of course my monkey mind was kind of like, is it, is it me, is it Virginia, is it, <laughs> it, it, I didn't start thinking like, is Virginia got so many things on her plate that she's just too much for her, should I tell her to leave it? And all of this <laughs> and all of these like storylines. So, story so it's like, okay, it's like bring the little boy down to the cabin. I did things slowly, one thing at a time. Yeah didn't I was like maybe I could go to the bottom of the mountain and have a coffee and cancel the Virginia meeting and that could put free things up a little bit <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, so interesting games that oh. mind will play with you right it's <laughs> mad yeah and the only thing this morning that worked for me was just like just remembering that the little boy is probably orchestrating something here to avoid the present moment where I'm going to be seen mm. and going to see and I just took one step at a time one mm. step at a time if I go to meditation, don't do yoga. That's fine. fine. Just do yoga. Do meditation. If you don't, need, don't want to listen, don't listen. Just lie there. If you don't want to breathe, you can leave. Exactly. It, it's all fine. Exactly. So just slowly getting in. And then through that, of just slowly muddling through and not getting seeing anything and then getting the liberation where the breath comes all the way up from my, below my belly button to the middle, to the heart, all the way to the gets to my third eye where you were talking about the indigo flame today and then the clarity of the alignment comes in and you can have that little giggle yeah. at yourself and again that gratitude and then recognizing i'm free I, I, I actually am free and i can actually remember that freedom in all of the moments and remind myself to sit in that moment again um i feel i i've been away from that a little bit for a little while and i haven't been allowing that support to me as much i've been sitting in the supporting energy but maybe not allowing ah, that human consciousness support in um i suppose through seeing connecting and seeing the animal world and nature world and being connecting very intimately and closely mm -hmm. drifted me away from humans a little bit I see. and i started to see what humans were doing to it which was just part of my journey of seeing the whole 
and now coming back to humans again and seeing how they can support me and beings like yourself coming in and other beings that are I'm being surrounded by now and seeing how supported I am and that doesn't mean I need to go wrong in all of the animal and nature experiences that's just it just it's just as important it's just it's a whole it's a whole um, yeah. n- now I don't have to close my eyes when I'm in a town to connect to myself I can now always find a tree or just look into space and I'll see a vulture mm-hmm. in the distance and I can put my attention onto it mm-hmm. and it gives me clarity and brings me out of the, the noise again. Mm-hmm. And the flip that's coming in for me now is honoring the power of the mind and its amazing ability to create and to access, as Terence McKenna says, any time or energy level in the universe. Wow. I feel on my journey of letting go of the, 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 the monkey mind and treating it as a tool and not being owning of my mind. I often didn't honor it, but of how amazing my mm. mind is. Yeah, because sometimes we fight it. Of course. Why does it have to be like this? I don't want to have anxiety. I don't want to have fears. I don't want to have this thought. I don't want to go here. I don't want to do this. And then it can run away with itself. But even in that time when you're fighting it, the mind is being maybe part of its most powerful. <laughs> right? Um, but as soon as you start to honor and come back, you can even notice these little stories. You can notice the fear, you can notice the anxiety and take a step back from it and recognize even when you're in that space of anxiety, fear, the mind running away from you, you're still a powerful being. You're more than just the mind. There's something behind that. And as you're observing the fact that you feel anxiety, actually you're sitting back away from it. You're sitting already into that high consciousness. This is the journey, isn't it? I think for for many people is we don't even recognize that we're in a story most of the time in our minds. That's the first step, is acknowledging that that's just the the ebb and flow of life. And there's something that's steady behind that. There's an internal, an eternal peace unconditional love behind all of the stories at all times and when you were talking before about like the inner child taking the little steps um kind of refined this a little bit for some training that i've done is uh think of yourself as the star of your own movie or think of yourself as the character in the video game like elon musk isn't he? he loves to say oh we're in a simulation it's virtual or whatever and yeah, of course, there is that side of it, but then there's the organic, uh, which I think represents more unconditional love. But there is that, that factor of you are in a, a bit of a video game here. Yeah? And how are you going to view your character? If you view yourself as the star of the movie, even in the times when your mind is playing a little game with you, you can say to yourself, well, what is the star of the movie? What decision do they make? Usually it's not to, to hide away or not take the next action steps the star of the movie just goes for it and if we can think of ourselves in like the controller position of the star of the movie or of the 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 main character in the video game it's like you're you're slightly disconnecting from the reality but in a way you'll be able to connect more deeply because you'll be able to take more action I'm just going to allow my video game character to take the steps to the meditation. What's the next level in the game? What task do I need to overcome? 
what treasure is there in the next level? And those challenges, they won't seem so challenging. Maybe they'll seem a bit more like an adventure. Because this is an adventure. Um, and the best superheroes or the best movie characters, they don't sit on the sofa letting their monkey mind take control of them. They go! <laughs> yeah, they know I'm here on a quest. I've got many levels to get through, but the, the treasure at the end is, is actually learning who I am more deeply. It's not actually the goal. It's not the next level. It's who you, who you become along the way, right? It's what you discover about yourself. Oh, I could do that when I thought I couldn't. I can do a headstand, but my mind was just playing games with me or whatever it is off the mat, you know? What um, area of the world are your roots from? Mm, my mum is English and Irish, so we have some connection there. And my dad, he's African-American. And I think on my grandma's side, I have Native American roots as well. It's a very difficult one for me because I didn't grow up, my dad's, grow up with my dad's side of the family. And my mum is adopted. So it's difficult for me to trace my roots back so easily or have those connections to the ancestors. But I think it comes through your spiritual practice can feel these energies within you whether you know like the the facts of history you can embody your ancestors without having to know exactly who they are you know it's really interesting because i've got um this beautiful native american flute oh wow that's awesome the only um, instrument that i brought with me other than my body <laughs> um i don't know what kind of bird it is it's oh, beautiful i love it what would you say it is Maybe an eagle. Maybe an eagle. Yeah, I got gifts this from Remy. Um, oh, okay, actually, I remember seeing you post about that. High, special. high spirits, B. I'm going to um, just play into it for a second. I invite right. you to close your eyes for a second. Okay. And anyone listening. If there's anyone <laughs> listening. Anyone listening? <laughs> breathe in and breathe out. Shine means that's it in Gaelic um, ah. in the Celtic language. Wow. Um, it feels for me um, amongst all of the roots and lineages there's um, a common a common thread and a mm-hmm. co- common um, connection. They're, they're actually not separate at all. Um, and yeah. of course, as you say, they're very um, available anywhere and everywhere. Mm-hmm. Moreover is probably the correct word. Um, there is opportunities for us that come to us in forms mm-hmm. that bring us very clearly um, our connection to our roots. And there's a healing and forgiveness in the roots that are so deep. Like, Rita, my mom, incredibly rooted creature. It's like she's, <clears throat> like she's in so much more underneath than she is above. Okay. And it's... That's a linear way of explaining it. It's the only way I can right now. And uh-huh. there's a there's a a, a web of uh, incredibly deep safety that I get to expand my seeing of that every time I allow myself into her web. Mm-hmm. 
and the web is so safe it often usually i'm trying to claw my way through it to get back out to the light again <laughs> because it's so safe and nurturing yeah yet it's the thing that i deeply crave probably more than anything is yeah. to be in there and i feel in the acceptance in there connects with the softness in yoga connects to the when i'm doing a downward dog and i focus on this part of my ankle and i f- see it twitching oh yeah and then it just drops mm-hmm. and i'm like remembering usually with a downward dog just like swinging my ankles and i'm enjoying it but when i just focus really on the micro piece of my skin really rooting down it just drops wow it's like attention on whatever that micro thing is no matter how scary mm-hmm. it is brings us in yeah i feel africa was the place that i was going to wow. when, in the last few weeks in ireland i was reminded of michael a singer's book the surrender experiment yeah it's one of my favorites and a lady from south africa called me and she's like will you pick up a fireplace for me 50 kilometers away <laughs> I don't have any much money. I only have 20 euros. Yeah. I said, yes. You do it. Drove there. Following it. Right. Picked up this fireplace. This lady was there. She was a darker lady, brown eyes. And I said to her, where are you from? I'm from here. But I said, where would your roots be from? She was a bit insulted in a way. She was yeah. like Western Africa. Uh-huh. And I was like, wow. And I, I was just receiving uh-huh. as well. But she just felt kind of unsafe being around a man. I could see the thing. And I was just like, well, I'm... I'm being this man for her. Yeah. This so the identity that you're being for her is completely different from what I what you were projecting, yeah. trying to express. To express like this synchronicity was happening, but rem- reminding me, I don't need to dwell on the synchronicity. Mm. I breathe out, thank you, bring the fireplace. I dropped it back to this lady mm. who's from South Africa. Mm. Brought in the fireplace. She invited me in again. Bit of resistance. I went in had some robust tea and boom it opened up the whole roots like it was as if south africa opened up in her sitting room that's beautiful then the man came down from the attic her partner john he invited me up they call it the mellow area and he's got model airplanes and when he flies them he feels like a bird it gives him the peace so when he's in it he feels like he's in there yeah so again africa communications he works in communications with the ambulance service and all these things and technology. Uh-huh. The opening in that for me was communication isn't just what we may think it is. Right. Communication is a massive, massive area. Right. The lady last night was talking last night about the throat, uh-huh. about that accessing a really deep, higher place when yeah, we just sure. vocalize and we're in a space of the person not holding on to what we're saying and allowing us Being literally that, that vessel literally clear channel. it's like we're doing a downward dog when we're speaking right the words are <laughs> so important yeah. it's allowing that to just open out and it will probably start creating a reality around us mm-hmm. we'll probably start tuning into whoa now i can say that thing that i've been manifesting and actually say it's actually happening mm-hmm. it, it, it is happening mm-hmm. and i feel that everywhere in the entire world is available in the moment in a certain way. Like I feel like there's something happening where I'm in Africa with you right now, which is very clear to me. It's like tropics, you, me, 
Egypt is coming into my awareness and I'm just like what 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 are all these words and energies mm. what, like what what what's taking place well that's the thing isn't it i think in this reality that we're living right now we rely so much on words but in the higher dimensions from things i've learned along the way communications many books i've read like Dolores Cannon um and when you go into deeper states of meditation, you start to realize this, that the words make the distortion. Uh, unless you're being a really clear channel. And like you say, then the words don't matter, but it's the interpretation of the word. And then like you say, with the, the first interaction with the, with the lady, when you brought the fireplace, your words were misinterpreted. So that clouded the, the channel of communication. Whereas if we were all a little bit more silent <laughs> and allowed the other levels of communication to do the work, perhaps we would develop in a much more calm and peaceful way. Um, I mean, of course, I, we all have to speak because we haven't developed uh, this telepathy. But what would it take for us to develop the telepathy? And I mean, I don't want to null and void your podcast. <laughs> speak right now but um i have been thinking about silent retreat and things like that i mean for us to download this new level of communication maybe we just all need to shut our mouths (laughs) imagine if the whole world just decided okay we're not going to talk anymore what would we do i think the world would be really cool i can imagine it it feels kind of similar to me saying that the world, like for example, Chernobyl, which has grown wild again, because uh-huh, uh, yeah. no one allowed there for the next eight hundred years. Right. It's perfect. All, all we need to do is get rid of the humans. <laughs> I I was feeling that after watching a few documentaries with yeah. their with their agendas. Right. Um, so but then you have to change your perspective and then recognize that we're manifesting in all moments. Like the beings that you're around, you can manifest the beings that are, are a vibrational match to you if you wish to. And the space for us. Yeah. And that was the big thing in Eden Heart Space was we slowly started to make less space for humans. Uh, we kept we, we making more space for wild animals, uh-huh. less people. Yeah. It was just becoming, it was taking over. Right. It was the balance again. Yeah. So for me right now, it's like, where do I come in with that balance? Mm. Because me shutting my, tro- my mouth and throat and closing... <laughs> That, 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 that isn't exactly yeah. the answer either. There's a thread of it that's a balance with it. There's yeah. a space for silence. And there's a space for other forms of communication. There's yeah. a space for moaning. There's a space for screaming. Mm. There's a space for just feeling into that and see what wants to squeak out of there. There's, mm. there's infinite ways. What I'd like to ask is, what would it take to remember um, a broader range is a broader range of communications that people are accessing so I can actually communicate to what I'm disconnected from. Like, for example, that lady. You said it. I needed to be silent. I needed, when I got there... In that moment, it's tuning in into what communication is right for each moment. Exactly. And that doesn't mean me being silent for that particular lady means I need to be silent for all of it. It's not a rule. All beings, yeah, exactly. It's like, turn up. Mm. Like, that's a big thing for me is like, just turn up. And you will just know then for me um being in connection with someone really closely that has delved into relationship or codependency or attachment and coming out of that that can often 
block up your throat and really struggle with communicating how you feel. Oh, yeah. Because these connections are there to bring up your unconscious self. Exactly. So I found an incredible relief and peace in not making myself communicate. Coming from someone who communicates so much <laughs> to then being in a connection with some uh, someone so closely and not being able to say a word. Uh-huh. And that's my usual heart throat is so easy, easy. for me. All so right. then not to have that superpower have to develop something else yeah so it was a deep planning for you massive massive and that's where actions come in that's where animals come in that's when me actually stroking colleen the dog (laughs) around megan was i I was somehow showing her i'm rubbing you right now i just don't know how to rub you i'm so blocked (laughs) but i can rub her so i'm showing you i I am affectionate i am love but i don't know how to say it or how to get over to you but (laughs) It's, like, it's that blocked like and yeah. just doing my best just to express it in some right. and for me that goes on not attaching to a specific face in the audience to share my love mm. and how can I be in connection with even those that I'm deeply connected with that we've gone so deep into a safe and broad space with that we can still allow each other to express love mm-hmm. with others mm-hmm. And those versions of us that are so scared of that. <laughs> how do we navigate that? Mm, I think it's surrender and trust. I think you've already hit the nail on the head, though, is that those unconscious parts of us need to show up. They need to come up to the surface. And recognising that maybe not even in this lifetime are we going to learn how to give un- unconditional love to all beings. That's maybe many lifetimes' work. Um, and taking each step showing up for each moment and recognising that you can have that story of well how can I show love in this moment how can I show love in this moment how can I show love in this moment instead of thinking about all of the moments right now where I need to give love to everybody or in all beings and all situations and heal the world heal the earth heal my relationship how can I show up with love right now? And then if you keep just doing that as much as possible, then that natural expansion for more love, for more beings will happen. As those beings come into your now moments. And this is, this is the biggest, deepest learning for all of us here. And that's why we're here. <laughs> And yeah, I think, and also, how can I show more love to myself in this moment? As we as we become more loving of self, then we're going to have more of that expression, more of that vibration to give to the other beings in our consciousness, which are just a reflection of us anyway. Where you are at the moment, and what I perceive of you, in a version traveling with you around Guatemala brings up a big mirror for me that in accepting allows me to access a version of me that I love potentially the deepest mm-hmm. that I sillily wronged in a journey into another version of myself right. and it's so obvious to me but through you- accepting and loving mm-hmm. how connected you are and how freely fiery you are and giving so selflessly is so but I'm only, 
remember, I'm only seeing what I need right, to see. Exactly. You're, you're, I was about you're, to say yeah, something yeah, else. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and I'm hearing you in my head as, as you're doing it. Um, you're infinite things that I'm not seeing. I'm yeah. seeing what I'm seeing. You're a mirror for me. Yeah, right. And what you're showing me allows me to access that fire that is careless to the fears of my mind or others mm. and is just so willing just to give right. and to sit in that and i've been moving into other areas of sitting and just saying nothing and just when it rises not just bringing it down again it's okay it can, it can come from somewhere else it can someone else or something else will because i was so much more on the other spectrum i'm speaking mm-hmm. about myself here as well not, not about mm-hmm. you yeah. and for me now to integrate that in again with the grounding with the roots exactly as an all-rounded connection right not needing to repeat that cycle of wronging one for another right not need to get into the judgment just this all is incredible all of us every single bit of us mm-hmm. and inc- so aware of the ability for me just to download these aspects of me that i chose to throw in the trash right <laughs> that's yeah. my idea of the my spiritual intuition at that time to get me where i was mm-hmm. needed to give that version of me a little bit of space yeah exactly to move the energy and put attention on other things to bring it into an all-rounded thing mm-hmm. so i can actually fly right. even deeper into the web yeah and it's a real gift for me to be able to see that and love that and be like yeah fuck you yeah. yeah it's like I, I i'm i can go from being a judger of what you're showing me to being a cheerleader of it, I'm like, fuck yeah! Like it giving, it giving me a grin instead of it giving me a. Oh, a, how a, dare a, you say I should be doing that? Yeah, or, 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 or a righteous communicate that. Actually. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> and it's like being like celebrating it. I'm like, fuck yeah! Like what? Such a difference of expansion and contraction. Like, yeah. Like, but it's so easy in a microsecond but they're one and the same it's just varying degrees of the same thing right expansion contraction this is the whole of the universe expanding and contracting at once this is what happened to me when i had my first like kundalini experience where all of that energy rose up from the root to the crown like expanded and launched off into the universe i felt you know all of these things are happening at once this is this is it this is the key is to recognize that these things aren't separate you can be contracting and actually expanding at the same time. And in those times in your life where you're like, oh, well, why did I go backwards? How come I didn't honor this adventurer that I am? How come I got scared? Actually, in those moments when you were scared, you were maybe what you feel like is going backwards or not progressing, you were expanding then as well. You were also expanding, but you were just perceiving it as contraction. And that's what I wanted to say to you is as you're seeing me in this version of me, I also went through that that journey and cycle of contracting again, you know, those little finger quotes, quote marks. And then when I launched off into that next level of expansion, I felt I needed that stage, that womb where I went into all my fears and I, I felt like I needed to be safe. I need this stability. I should stay at home and I should get a job where I know that money's coming in. All of these stories that happen, and this is what I was speaking about in the yoga class this morning, is come back to where you are safe. This is what many of us struggle with, is we feel that we're not safe in the world. We've had experiences in childhood where we've learned that the world is not a safe place. 
that we're not safe to express ourselves, that we're not safe to be who we truly are. And if we come back to the breath, the heartbeat, gravity, these are all confirmations that we're safe in this existence. And as we allow our perspective to travel to just those simple things, will recognize, oh, life can reflect to me safety in so many other areas of my life if I just let it. And now coming away, traveling again, I, I recognize, yeah, I did hold myself back for a little while. But in that holding back, now I, I recognize even more deeply that in those moments, now as I adventure, I still sometimes feel unsafe. I, I'm, I'm wavering on that line of contracting into myself again. But then I, I remind myself, is it is it more scary right is it more scary to live a life of regret you know at the end of your life or towards your last days what's more scary the thought of not living out on your intuitions not acting upon those things that are within your heart or taking those steps that are going to be scary and seeing what will happen to me what's more scary is ending my life with regret ending my life with that feeling inside where I didn't take those steps that I really wanted to because I was scared. That's, that's scary. That's leveling up. Like, you know, what means more to you? There's always going to be fear. So which fear do you want? And then make friends with it and recognize that it's going to fuel you. And, and we get the most, we get the most biggest rush. We get the most positive energy actually after the moment where we went that step further than we thought we could. That's where human beings get the most pleasure, is coming out of that comfort zone, continually getting uncomfortable, continually birthing a new child, but in not an actual child, sometimes it will be, but birthing that new version of yourself, yeah, it's gonna hurt. <laughs> it's gonna hurt a truckload, but that baby is beautiful. It's a beautiful being, and at the end, when it comes out, it's, it's freaking worth it. Pain is worth it, that fear is worth it can't keep the baby inside the whole time you get really uncomfortable anyway <laughs> more uncomfortable we're one in the same right so the journey is similar what you're seeing in me is, is even more of a deeper reflection than you recognize you going back to the land building and having that womb for yourself is was necessary so you can rocket launch <laughs> to the next stage. You fly faster, higher, brighter. Why did you support Eden Hair Space? Why, why, why do you support Eden Hair Space? It's, uh, you have many of the internal dreams that I do. And maybe the expression, it was your learning. It's your learning ground. Um, but at the heart of it is more connection to the land, more connection to each other. This is what's in my heart as well. This is something I think that's inherent with many people that are incarnated at the moment. So we recognize deep down that we're here to, to come back to that simplicity a little bit more. But that simplicity can also be going to a different country and recognizing that the stability isn't needed. This is capitalism, isn't it? It's all, all, our modern day societies well, you must have a house, you must have a car, you must have a marriage, you must have a certain amount of money in your bank account, you must have a pension. But this is all fake stability. This is all, I mean, yeah, of course you can have those things, nothing wrong with wanting them. But I think what you recognize when you travel is, like, whoa, I can get so many more uh, beautiful benefits from being free of those things. 
but that's also simplicity as in I'm a home in my body I am I am connected to the earth just by being within the house of myself and seeing more people more of the earth in community how do you feel it's going to work in terms of ownership mm. this is a funny one have you experienced the the polarities of this in allowing you to be free in community yeah um <clears throat> i think i haven't living here is kind of like a community in a way but there's with that less ties to i i'm in charge of this space they're in charge of that space um but what i'm finding a lot of people now so they're adventuring or they're traveling and in their heart maybe they're thinking oh maybe we can start a community and where will that be how will it how would it work out but i think what many people are struggling with is recognizing that for us to make this work we will have to let go of this is mine that's yours i'm in charge this is my project this is their project it has to be together we've not been brought up in that way so it's very difficult for us to birth that i don't actually know what the answer is for that i've been communicating i'm just making sure it's recording it is um, I've been communicating with a lady in Australia, a very, very really deep friend of mine. Mm-hmm. And she's talking about trust. Mm-hmm. And she's going deep into the world of what the meaning of trusts are. Mm-hmm. And in the meaning of trust. In, in the, that deep love of trust in an expanding way. And freeing mm-hmm. beings that are now the technical owners of the land into a trusting environment there wasn't a that trust hadn't expanded enough for Eden Heart Space for example to have any humans living in the spaces that we built they're left safe but there's no one living there there's something out of balance there Mm -hmm. so and it's a really difficult journey being the person who's constantly letting go of ownership by himself. <laughs> I want to share that. <laughs> because that may sound like a, a, like that thing, you're like there's loads of money in your bank account or whatever, but I'm so in love with the land now and so in love with the space. Mm-hmm. It no longer has that thing in me where a couple of years ago I think, no matter what, I could sell the land. Yeah. I'm like, I could always sell it and be, I'd have enough money to live the rest of my life. Yeah. But now that I have that connection to it, and love of it mm-hmm. and it's on its rewilding journey now and the beings are starting to fly into this safe space yeah going from falling into nearly like an energy of colony learning about bees is a great teacher for us about oh. colony and safe space right. you make styrofoam house for bees yeah. trap the queen you've got yourself a colony yeah you make a safe space of trees, flowers, bushes, uh-huh. and everything. Uh-huh. They just fly in. Yeah. They build their own house. <laughs> so that's that's where we're at, I feel, at the moment with Eden Heart Space, has yeah. been creating that safe environment, which we've been remembering and learning. 
I, what I can see, there's two owners to um, Yoga Forest. And maybe I'll get to have a conversation with them and maybe I can converse with you where, where you've delved in, into here. How do you feel ownership has been navigating here and it's working or not working? Well, uh, Hayley and Jaya, so Hayley founded the place, Jaya's her partner, but he came a little bit later. Um, I think the intention behind the space that you're creating is super important. So I think this is just from my perspective, like a kind of coming in and seeing how things work. I think the intention behind this space was to respect the land and to respect um, the native people here. That was the, I think, the first off intention. And then the second intention was to create a space where people could gather and express themselves freely. Whether that be through yoga or sound, they do sound ceremony, they do kirtan here. Um, the permaculture farming, the compost toilets, being in harmony with this place instead of just taking over. So these, these intentions have then allowed um, Hayley and Jaya not to spend so much time here, but it works because everyone also has a respect for each other. Everyone that is drawn here has a respect for the land, has a respect for um, free expression of creativity. And I think as you set that intention for a space, the people that are drawn here then can carry on that legacy, whether the owner is the owner, is the owner or not, or here or present, that energy stays. You can feel it here. So I think if for anyone out there that's looking to build their own community, think about your values. It's the same when you're looking to make progression in your own life. What are the main values that you're gonna give to your community, the land, and really sow those intentions from the very beginning. Be really clear about what it is that's most important. And then I think that's gonna be a natural draw of the energy to carry on allowing the space to grow in the way that it needs to. Um, because yeah, even though Haley is the owner, there's many um, guardians of the land here, the native people, they're, they're paid well, They respect the land they have many wisdoms to share and yeah that that's honored i think our intentions are so important we don't always recognize how important they are yeah it's really important um for me to remember that and for anyone that's been in the community of eden Space to remember that because as we started to see what was going on in agriculture and the ways of living of the people locally um, spiritually and in their actions being across from a massive chicken house with thousands of chickens mm. that were reared and killed every six That's weeks so sad, yeah. um, and being around all these animals that are being birthed in the intention of being, being eaten killed. and then having a plantation of spruce trees behind us 17 acres of them that are a monocrop were built planted in the intention of being cut down for, right. in, for industry yeah so in revering and honoring these natives mm -hmm. because they're 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 there you have to we're, we're honoring those trees that are there already those beings that are rearing those chickens the family that are living in the house mm -hmm. while also observing their actions observing their actions yeah. i won't put any opinion on that yeah. so 
navigating the power to make changes when they see things incredibly differently mm-hmm. and meeting in the heart and finding some middle ground mm-hmm. massive navigation and there's yeah. so much more going on than stopping that contract or stopping leasing the land that navigation was so deep and heavy in so many layers that nature kept telling me that's why I kept I kept becoming better friends with nature because every time I stood up and listened and acted mm-hmm. my connection got deeper to the trees mm-hmm. and the space and everything but I was slowly disconnecting dis- from the humans human. yeah. but in choosing to bring all of our most of us out of our energy out of the space for a while as we went closer to the end our hearts opened and my heart opened in loosening the pressure mm-hmm. of the tenants were moving out of the house mm-hmm. I was going to have the house empty the farmer wasn't going leasing the land I was making sure he wasn't putting any chemicals on the land or spray killing any of the things and at the end I literally went up to them and I said that's your space that's your space do whatever you want mm-hmm. I've got no control over you yeah. I, I can't do anything yeah you are not your actions yeah and realigning myself with who I am yeah and what I can do in this moment and focus on what they are yeah not their actions and not projecting their actions onto them which is so easy to do Mm -hmm. in these scenarios and then leaving the space now with the family that are living in the house giving them more about more space supporting them with building boundaries so we don't need to be focused in on what they're doing they don't need to be focused on what we're doing mm-hmm. and giving them the space because they're part of the community as well. Mm-hmm. Everyone's part of the community. So we, we took a flip. We were like, how can we free these people as much as possible and give them exactly what they dream and want and not control them yeah. to use all biodegradable items? But I think that's the heart of that is we can only set an example, right? So when when you do go back to the land or when you um, find a guardian that's going to do the work that has the same intentions as you the more that space grows and the more that people will be able to see how beautiful it is will be able to feel the energy will maybe start to ask you questions about how you treat the land how you work with the land it's the same in our own character i was went through that stage of spiritual awakening where oh, well, can't you just wake up? Can't you just see how the world is? Can't you just see this? And you need to do this and be like me. But then you recognize, I need to first embody what it is that I see. I need to embody those inspirations, that vision. And then people do naturally ask you, oh, what is it that you're doing? How come you've changed so much? How come things are going well for you? Oh, I'd like to share this little bit of information with you then because you're inviting me in. Yeah, we can't force ourselves upon others or other practices. We can only set an example and evolve that way and recognise that as those things work more naturally, people will be drawn to it. Tab the hope. <laughs> Keep the faith. 
more and more people come to these realizations in their own time and if they don't we can't we can't control them we can't and only you would have only you're affected negatively when we try to control another's actions we hold that negative energy they they're not even they're oblivious right Always the first port of call is ourself. Our actions. Our energy. (laughs) 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 It's so good to be able to to be able to focus and see Mm -hmm. again and not, not want to constantly just get out of it. So cool. nice to, to be able to be in it. Awesome. Yeah. Really, really nice. Wow, thank you, Michael. I feel we're coming close to the the closing of this um <laughs> Um Virginia's making hand signals at me. <laughs> She's like squeezy squeezy hands. I've got to go and do a massage <laughs> soon. Are you getting massaged? Are you massaging? No, I'm doing the massage. Oh, you're doing the massage. Yeah. <laughs> Is there anything um you would like to share with people that are listening in terms of maybe your offerings that you offer online or in person? Uh, So at the moment I have a course out. It's a seven day uh, manifesting course. It's called How to Quantum Jump to a 5D Timeline. It's about uh, making peace with change, overcoming the fear of change, using your spiritual power, your spiritual practice to manifest circumstances and this alongside using those practices, again, you'll overcome the fear of change, you'll gain more faith in yourself. Um, And it's also delving deep into some of those subconscious beliefs that make us fear change and hold us back from living the life we really deserve. So yeah, that's out at the moment. And you can follow my Instagram, Virginia Love Life Yoga to find some links for that and I also have an ebook as well it's called Shadow Alchemy and oh I'm going to give away 10 free copies so I was about to post that today so if you're hearing this podcast in quite near future check out my Instagram maybe you can get a free copy of that yeah I'll post it today awesome. and I'll say that maybe cool. you can maybe what can I do is Will I just say exactly what you said in, in terms of those 10 copies or will you send me something to tag into my marketing post? I can send you a link. Amazing, link. Yeah. And also, there's Woke Nomads um, page on Facebook. Uh, Woke Nomad TV on my, on my YouTube. On YouTube. My YouTube. Mm-hmm. And I know from Megan and Dana who are doing the seven-day manifesting challenge, if I'm saying the correct words, what are the correct words? Seven How days. to quantum jump to a 5D timeline in seven days. <laughs> what, what, what she said, they're, they're, like, they're incredibly mesmerized by the way that you're holding attention with your sharings oh. and how they're getting to access exactly that. And it's yeah. beyond anything that they felt and heard. They oh. felt something, they knew they needed to do it, but now they're in it, they think it's, I haven't done it, but they're saying it's amazing. So anyone listening, jump in if you feel it. Awesome. Thank you, Virginia. Thank you, Michael. It's great to connect again. Glad you're here. 59 minutes. 